Hey guys, I'm Megan Pistetto. Welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. I'm so excited because this is my first episode back with fresh So Juicy Gossip for over two weeks now. As I mentioned last episode, I took two weeks off to have surgery. So even though I still had the two episodes a week, it was all pre-recorded gossip. Not that anyone noticed, but still, I am so excited to be back bringing you fresh, juicy goss today. So we do have a lot to cover this episode. Buckle up, it's gonna be a very jam-packed, juicy episode. I have a huge Married at First Sight 2021 cheating bombshell that is more explosive than Chernobyl. I am starting the new math season off early and with a bang. So let's not waste any more time and let's get straight into it. Actually, before we start, just a quick PSA. Exciting news. I am going to continue with our normal episodes on Friday with the Goss. And then Tuesday's episode, I'm going to make interviews. So we're still going to have two permanent episodes a week now instead of one. So you're getting even more content, guys. Don't stress. So Tuesdays and Fridays, 5 a.m. for the early hard workers. Set your alarms. That's going to be a permanent thing now. This way, I don't have to split the interviews up into two parts, which I know was annoying a lot of you. I did that because it was just way too long with the gossip as well thrown in. So I think this works best doing the interview and then doing the goss separate. So that's how it's gonna go. We'll probably change again in a week or so. You know, I can't stick to a schedule around here, but let's just see how long we can keep it up for. I'm also introducing two new segments, just two little small segments. One is celeb sightings and the other is a regular appearance from our favorite guest, Baby Boston. It is my life mission to make Baby Boston a child star. I am like determined to get him his own spin-off show or something by the end of the year. So let's make that happen. Let's give him a regular spot on the show. So if you see him leaving any cute comments anywhere on the internet or doing anything funny or cool, just send it in to me. I want to see it. Also, if you have any celebrity sightings, reality TV star sightings, D-lister sightings, please send those in because I'm going to have a little Gossip Girl spotted segment each week. So send them in and I will feature you. Oh, and one more thing. I am slowly working my way through my DMs. I promise. I promise I'll get back to everyone one day. Please keep sending your receipts in. I do check it and I will get to them eventually. And it really does help me so much. I'm a one woman show and it helps to have eyes and ears everywhere because I physically cannot monitor everything all the time. So keep up the good work. Keep sending everything in. Comments, articles, tea, information. You're doing amazing, sweetie. I've actually been sent the best stuff recently. (laughs) Like full blown ASICS records. Like it's just crazy what you guys find. So you guys are awesome. Teamwork is the dream work, especially for maths. If you have any tea on any of the new contestants, if you know them, know of them, if you see anything juicy, see a comment, hear anything scandalous, anything at all, DM me on Instagram, send it in to me. You can even email me actually that's a great way if it's a long if it's long tea email me 
You're doing God's work and contributing to a great cause. Before we get into today's episode, just some super quick housekeeping. Grab a bucket, grab a mop. If you could please take a second to leave a rating and a review. Oh wait, we're not bothering with the reviews anymore because I figured last week that we're never gonna be able to drown out the negative ones, so don't even bother. I mean, you can try if you want, go for gold, give it a shot. Give it a red hot go, go for gold. But it's no big deal, my mum still loves me regardless. Subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure you're following me on all my socials Twitter at So Dramatic Pod, Instagram at So Dramatic Podcast underscore, and at Megan Pistetto. Don't forget to join my cult, aka the Facebook community. That's So Dramatic Podcast when you search in groups. And there's a page as well. Check that out. And for everything else, including the merch, go to So Dramaticmedia.com. I've left a link in the show notes for the new website for that. And please keep tagging me in all of your merch pics. I am loving seeing you guys in the merch. It's so cute. So please keep tagging. Coming up today, how feminist icon Clementine Ford was dragged into a heated feud during filming of the Married at First Sight All-Stars reunion. More juicy details about the Honey Badger, aka Nick Cummins' new girlfriend. And Fraser Neat also has a new girlfriend and she's a fellow reality TV star. The surprising truth about Martha's secret contract with Channel 9 and details about why she was portrayed in such a favorable light this time around. The 2021 Bachelor has been chosen and I've got all the details about casting for the upcoming series. I've also got some juicy gossip about all of the new Married at First Sight couples, who is paired with who, and details about what to expect from each one. Plus, that's not all for Married at First Sight. There is a huge cheating scandal that I'm going to uncover. Plus, new groom Jake Edwards' shocking past exposed as his ex-fiance speaks out. Plus, a special investigation into Kira Maguire and Matt Zikowski's shock split. Plus, lots more. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. I have a really funny story from the Married at First Sight All-Stars reunion. One scene that was left on the cutting room floor was an argument involving feminist icon Clementine Ford. Yes, you heard correctly. The one and only Clem Ford. So... As we know, Clem and Dean Wells have a very famous ongoing beef and they're basically polar opposites of each other when it comes to just about everything. However, I can reveal that they do have one surprising thing in common, a mutual friend in Sarah Rosa. So Clementine is neighbors with Sarah Rosa and Dean Wells was obviously on Sarah's season of Married at First Sight. So at the reunion, Sarah tried to be the peacemaker and mediate their long-standing feud. An on-set source tells So Dramatic, Sarah said to Dean, we should all go out for dinner. You guys would get along great if you just met each other. You've just gotten off on the wrong foot, etc., etc." I think that's basically the understatement of the century. But anyway, we digress. Dean responded and told Sarah that there was no chance of that happening. Sarah was apparently really surprised that Dean wasn't keen on catching up with Clem. And so she kept trying all night to get him to change his mind. Dean got so annoyed at this that he actually lashed out at Sarah and went off at her for even being friends with Clementine. So it didn't end too well for poor Sarah. She did her best. 
But what a plot twist. It's a shame they've deprived us from this very interesting conversation that I would have paid good money to be a fly on the wall of. Oh my God, oh my God. As previously revealed on So Dramatic, the Honey Badger, aka Nick Cummins, has finally found love. He's dating Zimmerman Accessories designer Alex George, who a close friend tells So Dramatic that they have actually been dating for a whole year now and they're planning on moving in together very soon. Now, I've got an update on this story. Nick and Alex have actually been together for almost two years, in fact. I was stalking Alex's Instagram highlights and she actually shared a story with Nick 92 weeks ago during a holiday they took together in the Kimberleys in the Northern Territory. It was a group holiday, but they took a romantic helicopter ride together and shared a number of photos during the holiday. So they were definitely more than friends at that stage. I will reshare the photos and videos and stuff on Instagram at sodramaticpodcast underscore so you guys can check it out for yourself. Not only that, but they have been on more trips together than we first assumed. She's been joining him on all his travels in the Northern Territory and basically traveling the country with him for the past two years. So as I said last week, shame on us for not seeing this. Shame on us for not noticing. It's just so wild that this romance slipped under the radar. Guys, we dropped the ball. Oh my God, oh my God. Exciting news for Bachelorette super spreader, Fraser Neat. He has a new girlfriend following his split from Ellie Miles back in December, possibly even before if you want to believe the claims about his alleged infidelity that were revealed multiple times on this podcast. But let's just go with the official date that Ellie and Fraser put out, December. A source tells So Dramatic that he is now dating a woman named Montana Strauss, who he's going to be celebrating Valentine's Day with. How lovely. Now, I went to stalk this girl and she's actually a celebrity in her own right. Well, you could actually even classify her as a reality star too. So she's a pro golfer for Australia, but not only that, she's also currently starring on Holy Moly which I'm not watching, so I'm not very familiar with who's on there and what they do. Let's just hope Fraser can get a hole in one and a hole in one only. Oh my God, oh my God. We all saw at the Married at First Sight reunion that Michael and Martha were treated like the new king and queen of maths, yes. It was a far cry from the way they were perceived during their season, Martha in particular, who after the season's finale, she was actually hated so much by the public after pouring the wine on Cyrell, that she actually received death threats and almost had to go into hiding. But two years later, she seems to have redeemed herself and she's now the producer's favorite. A source tells So Dramatic that this is no accident. They explained, Martha's manager had serious talks with Channel 9 and was able to convince them that Martha could be a real asset for them. She emphasized her star power and talent and basically sold them a new and improved version of Martha. They decided to test the waters out with Martha by giving her her very own Martha's Red Wine Moments. So that ran on Nine Now last year during the season. It was basically Martha commentating on the current season and that is also returning this year, I'm told. The source continues, Martha's Red Wine Moment was well received, so they decided to put her on Celebrity Apprentice. They want Martha and Michael to be the new Cam and Jules and basically the new face of the franchise. Cam and Jules aren't as accessible anymore and they can't afford to pay them the amount they demand these days. So they're looking to Michael and Martha for their replacement. 
plus it works well for them because they appeal to a younger demographic. This is why Martha was at Channel 9 following the reunion to do an Instagram Q&A on the official Married at First Sight page. She's their biggest asset now. They also posted more videos about her than any of the other contestants during the promotion of the reunion. They even had videos of her hair transformation. And if you go to the Nine Now page under Celebrity Apprentice, there are only two videos and both of them are of Martha. She's definitely their favorite. The reunion was a chance for them to paint her in a different light and repair her image. She was under strict instructions not to get involved in any drama so they could make her and Michael the poster couple for the franchise. I've just got one thing to say. Martha, Martha, Martha. Oh my God, oh my God. Just another quick Married at First Sight tidbit. Last episode, I was laughing at the new job descriptions that producers gave all the contestants during the reunion, in particular, NASA. So they said that NASA was a social commentator. And when I saw that, I actually couldn't remember what NASA did before his rise to fame. Thankfully, one listener wrote in this week to remind me. They said, listening to your latest episode, and I thought I'd chime in on what NASA did before maths. He was an event promoter, but not for cool events. (laughs) I love these random tip-offs. They're worded so funny. I used to run marketing for a bunch of music venues, and he'd always be hitting us up, nagging us to put his lame shows in the email newsletter and on socials, but I had to constantly sidestep him or bury it. So it was there but wouldn't detract slash bore our followers. I don't know how he got into it. I just know that we all rolled our eyes whenever NASA emailed the office. (laughs) Now this next bit's a little bit nasty, but I'll read it out anyway. He had terrible communication skills, a huge ego, even before he was on TV. No surprises there. And I didn't even watch that season. Didn't find out he was even on it until a couple of years later. That is just too funny. I wonder what pays better, being a social commentator on Instagram or an event promoter? Question mark, question mark. Oh my God, oh my God. This week, Channel 10's head of programming, Daniel Monaghan, confirmed to TV Tonight that they have now chosen a new bachelor. Praise be, they've found a replacement for Ash Williams. This is what he said. We're really happy with who has signed on to The Bachelor. Australia will be very happy with our gentlemen. While the leading man's identity remains a mystery, Channel 10 has revealed it is a fresh new face, unlike the past few seasons. You don't know him yet, but you will. I think he's a fantastic get for the franchise, he said. Adding to the spice, this year's man is being described as the most eligible bachelor ever. He went on, I think we'll deliver on that. It's open to interpretation, which is why it's such a good phrase, Mr. Monaghan teased. Maybe you can be more desirable for whatever reason. So from the clues he's left us, it appears from my interpretation that they have definitely chosen a fresh meat bachelor, a clean skin, guys. Now, whilst the show has chosen their lead, They are still in the process of casting contestants for him. After the casting process was thrown into total chaos with the COVID outbreaks over the holidays, the casting process had to be changed to take place over Zoom due to all the new restrictions. I've got a few insider details from some of the girls who are actually in the casting process at the moment about exactly what went down during the Zoom interviews. Channel 10 will be having a conniption thinking that I've already got insiders, but good for me. One applicant told So Dramatic, we were asked what our spirit animals are and why, what our theme song 
would be and why. And we all had to do a dance to Whitney Houston's Dance With Somebody. It was so weird and random. Good song choice, Channel 10, I must say. They also asked us what our guilty pleasures are. It was so brutal. There was like 25 to 30 girls in a big Zoom call and they said in front of all of us, okay, if we don't call your name, you've got to leave the chat now. Savage. After the Zoom call, there was then a second Zoom call for all the girls who got through and the second one was a one-on-one with a producer. A second source who wasn't successful in getting through to the one-on-one interviews and who may be a little salty about it, told So Dramatic, the producers told us that they had already picked a bachelor and were casting girls most suited to him. Good to know, good to know, although they do say that every single year and every single year they do not do that. So we'll see, we'll see. However, they added, but I think that last part is bullshit. Oh, here we go. (laughs) As they never care about compatibility. God, this girl knows what she's talking about. What a shame she didn't get on. She said, I was shocked at the girls that got through to the next round as they were, air quotes, forgettable. I was certain some of the other girls in my Zoom group would be the ones to get cast, but then they called out two random names who I was shocked by. She went on, both were white, one of them had red hair, so it will be funny to see if she pulls the whole discrimination card like Zoe Claire did because of her hair colour. I mean, we can only hope. We can only pray that we get another iconic meltdown like that again oh my god oh my god so this is a little bit of a funny story a little bit of personal tea so this week i actually received an email asking me to apply for a new reality tv dating show yes you heard correctly that is being filmed in sydney but it's got all american singles who are being flown over to australia to film i have no idea how they got my details (laughs) Or if they even know about this little podcast that I've got, obviously not. Anyway, the email read, an American television network is currently casting singles in Australia for an upcoming dating show that will take place in Sydney. They're currently casting for singles who are tired of swiping right. All types of daters welcome. Must be over the age of 21 to apply. Other eligibility may apply. The production will be an inclusive dating experience that focuses on finding love matches for each of the suitors. The show will be filmed in Sydney with a cast from both Australia and the US looking to find love. We are flying in America's best looking singles. So in the Facebook group, one of our OG listeners, Emily, posted the exact same email. So she had also received it. As we later discovered, a lot of other people had also received it as well. No idea how we all ended up on the mailing list for singles, but we digress. Then, none other than our good mate and favourite tea spiller, Telv Williams, he commented on the post in the Facebook group and spilt even more tea about this new show. He said, This is for the new Too Hot to Handle series on Netflix. I know the producers who are casting it, and my friend was on it last year, and he also mentioned it to me. So the friend he's actually referring to is none other than Harry Jowsey. I must confess, I haven't watched the show, so I don't really know Harry. Well, I obviously know who he is, but I'm not like a super fan I'm not like following him or anything and I don't really understand the premise of the show because I haven't actually watched it but I was told that to win you have to hook up with no one something that I'm very good at so now I'm actually considering applying after all and Telv also told me that the contestants from last season they've now got like three to four million followers 
And apparently Harry is wearing, this is in Tell's words, wearing real Rolexes, driving in real Rolls Royces and partying with Justin Bieber. Say no more. Sign me up now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So will you confirm or deny? At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. I'm so excited. Let's use this segment to talk about the new Married at First Sight contestants. Hallelujah. The time has finally arrived. Pray for me. Pray for Meg. I was going to wait and enjoy my last week of freedom in peace before it all kicks off, but I got a little excited and decided to jump the gun early. Basically, the tea was burning a hole in my pocket and I couldn't resist. You know what I'm like, guys. I'm going to go through all the contestants, spill a bit of tea about each couple, and then after that, I'm going to drop a huge maths bombshell about one of the contestants, Jake Edwards. Actually, before we do, I just want to clear up one rumor that has been circulating this week. There was a very scandalous story published this week claiming that one groom is set to confess his love for new expert sexologist Alessandra Rampola. Let me read out what the article said. The publication claims that a couple from the experiment will call it quits after the groom confesses that he's fallen for another woman. In this case, one of the show's three experts who, as a friendly reminder, aren't up for grabs. Apparently, the declaration of love comes out of nowhere, leaving the cast and crew speechless and Rampola furious, leaving her to put him in his place. She supposedly said to call the crime of passion completely disrespectful and tells the fella in question to pull his head in. However, I can confirm that this did not happen as reported. It's been totally stretched out of context and sensationalized to levels I did not know existed in the world of digital media. So the grooming question is luxury car dealer James, who I'm going to get to in a minute. All it was was basically he told a bad joke. He tried to tell a joke one night and it basically fell flat. It didn't have the effect he was after, but it's been completely blown out of proportion and it's not going to be a major storyline or scandal at all as they've basically alluded to. So I just wanted to clear that up because I know people were getting a little bit carried away with that rumor this week. Now, this week, Married at First Sight officially released their new brides and grooms. However, they haven't released who each person is paired with. I'm going to go through and reveal who is paired with who because it hasn't been announced yet and we all know that I love to spoil things. So (laughs) I don't think they actually announced the couples until the actual wedding's airing. So if you don't want a spoiler, if you don't want to know who's paired with who, just skip ahead now, please. So we have Beth and Russell. Beth, 39, is a retail worker and a psychology graduate from Perth. She apparently quit her retail management job to pursue a psychology degree because she wants to help people. Her bio reads, a free spirit with a big heart. Beth comes to maths really struggling to find the one. When the love of her life broke her heart after nine years, she put up the walls, withdrew, and she's been single ever since. I feel for this girl, feels. My sources say that Beth is going to be well-liked by everyone, the audience and the cast members. She's not in the center of any drama. She's really down to earth and super genuine. She's going to be the peacekeeper of the group, I'm told. The one that everyone turns to in a crisis, a shoulder to cry on, etc, etc. So she's paired with 37-year-old diesel mechanic Russell from South Australia. His bio reads, your quintessential Aussie larrikin. Always with a yarn or joke to tell. Russell is happiest when he's downing a beer and eating a steak. 
easily pleased guy. I just hope that it's an Angus rump juicier than a wop. They also revealed that he actually proposed to a stranger during a holiday in Las Vegas as a joke. She loved the gesture so much that they started dating and even got married afterwards. Elvis Presley, eat your heart out. Then we have Melissa and Bryce. Bryce 31 is a hit 104.7 radio presenter from Canberra, who a lot of you probably recognize because last year he actually interviewed a lot of the Married at First Sight cast. He was doing Instagram lives with most of the cast members during the season and after. So what a bizarre twist of fate for Bryce. It's almost as shocking as me ending up on Married at First Sight. Like, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Anyway, it seems working in media doesn't rule you out for reality TV shows after all. Good to know. A funny little tidbit. Bryce actually used to follow me on Instagram, but as soon as he joined the cast, he unfollowed me. Rude, but smart. His bio reads, this super confident single is a great talker, an alpha male who can come across as cocky. Other guys tend to be intimidated by him. And if Bryce can see a way to benefit from that, he'll use it. Very cryptic. My sources tell me that Bryce is going to be the show's villain and the alpha male figure of the group. And he is at the center of most of the drama this season. I think that comes down to him not being afraid to speak his mind. And apparently it ruffles a lot of feathers. Also, he actually only split with his fiance earlier this year, which is another interesting tidbit. So he's paired with Melissa, 31 as well, who has never been on a date. Feels. (laughs) My sources tell me that Melissa is a very lovely woman, extremely genuine, a little bit shy and on the show for all the right reasons. I do not expect much drama from her, unfortunately. Coco, 30, from Sydney. She's a former policewoman turned Pilates instructor slash fitness influencer on Instagram. She got a divorce in early 2019 after only six months of marriage, making this the second time she's going to walk down the aisle. Let's just hope that her TV marriage lasts a little bit longer than her real life one. My insider tells me that Coco, real name Connie, is going to be the firecracker of the season. She's one of the main brides who is at the center of all the drama that unfolds. Scandal. Her bio says, with a tendency to date younger men, Coco is looking for someone in the 25 to 35 age range and has a sense of humor. So, surprise, surprise, the experts have paired her with someone older than her. 32-year-old Sam from Victoria who owns his own clothing label. Sources tell me that he's the joker of the group. Apparently he loves a bit of sarcasm and has a dry sense of humor. My kind of guy, aside from the fact that he has a dog. Sam is also a confident alpha male who finds himself in a few heated exchanges this season. Cannot wait for that. Turns page. James, 44, the eldest contestant this year is a prestige car company owner. Unsure what that means, checks notes, but sounds kind of fancy. Let me read his bio. A successful businessman who surrounds himself with wealth and a luxury lifestyle. James is a divorced father of three and has been single and dating for a year. So I did some digging and he wasn't lying about the luxury lifestyle. His company makes bank, capital (laughs) B-A-N-K. His company made over $11 million just in 2015 alone. Like, where do I sign up? He does have fuckboy tattooed across his forehead, but I'll allow it. Considering how fat his wallet is, you're excused, James. 
So he's paired with Joanne, 39, a hairdresser and a mother, also from Victoria. Sources tell me that there is quite a bit of drama with these two during the season and Joanne isn't afraid to stand up for herself when push comes to shove. Another little cryptic message, I think. Bring it on. Patrick, 27, is a personal trainer from Victoria. This is going to sound mean, but it's true. I know you're all thinking it. He does not look like your typical personal trainer. Go on my Instagram. I've shared the contestants. He does not look like your typical, like, buff trainer at all. He looks so geeky and like he would be into books, not kettlebells. But I'm ready to be pleasantly surprised by Patrick. Patrick's bio says... With a heart of gold, he believes laughter is the best medicine. His ideal girl would be loyal, caring and friendly. Definitely not fake or plastic looking. So (laughs) I guess that rules me out. He is paired with Belinda, a door-to-door saleswoman also from Victoria. Her bio says that she's only been on three dates in her life. Well, that is more dates than I've been on, so she's already winning. And she lives with her cat. So I'm going to nickname her Crazy Cat Woman. It also says, guys tend to like tan skin and big boobs, which I'm not. So I guess the experts slash producers didn't stitch this couple up. They've actually decided to match them well. Lucky for them. These two actually do look like a great match, I must admit. And I do believe that they go very far in the competition. I mean, experiment. And Patrick is well liked by everyone because he's just hilarious, I'm told. Booker and Brett, our celebrity contestant, Booker Nile. She already has a cult following from her Aussie metal band, Make Them Suffer. So Booker is an actual rock star. Vibes. So she's from Perth. She's 31 and she's also a law student. Very talented cookie. I'm going to put all my chips on red that Booker is going to be the breakout star of this season along with probably Coco as well. So she's paired with Brett, 31, a student slash electrician from Victoria. Honestly, how do all these people have time for like two careers, all like a career and studying at the same time? I barely have time for one job. So many high achievers among the cast this year. He also volunteers with the Salvation Army to assist the homeless. Ugh. Now he's just trying to make us all look bad. His bio says that he once met Gordon Ramsay. So I guess that makes him an even bigger name dropper than myself. Samantha and Cameron. Samantha is a property developer from the ACT. She's 31. Can you tell that my energy and enthusiasm has just significantly dwindled throughout this segment? Almost done, almost done. Samantha is a force to be reckoned with. Her bio says she's a single mum and owner of several businesses already. She's a self-described Aussie bogan. Turns page. Ooh, oh my God, T, 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 T. Given that her parents didn't like her ex-husband, her partner of 10 years, and they didn't attend her first wedding, Samantha is hoping they will finally get to see her in a wedding dress. So many ex-divorcees or ex-fiancés in this season. Lots of second chances. The promo shows Samantha walking down the aisle with her dad, so it seems they do attend and they are okay with her going on TV. Cute. She's paired with Melbourne tradie and bodybuilder Cameron, who I actually have a little bit of tea on myself. Cam recently relocated from Victoria to Queensland and he moved in with none other than maths icon Jessica Power. Go back and listen to the previous episode if you haven't already for all the tea on Cam from Jess. And look, if he's living with Jessica Power, we can only hope that she's coached him on how to get airtime and how to create drama. So I've got high hopes for Cam. Sources tell me that this is one of the main couples from the season. They're going to get the most airtime. They're going to be involved in the most drama 
And apparently Samantha is going to come out very well liked by Australia. She's a lovable Aussie bogan. I mean, what's not to love? Second last couple are almost there, guys. Alana and Jason, they look like the Josh and Kathy of this season, i.e. hot and young, but boring. Alana's a 30-year-old teacher from the Gold Coast. Jason, 35, is a self-described music festival lover. And honestly, if that's the most exciting thing that you have to put on your bio, you know there's going to be some issues. (laughs) He's also one of the boys, which translates to even more issues. Alana's bio isn't really worth reading out to be H officially over this segment, but I do have high hopes for these two. I am told that they go very far in the experiment. I'm going to post like side-by-side images of the couples on Instagram so that you can visualize this because I know it's hard not knowing who any of them are yet. Now I've got one more couple to go through. I'm going to go into quite a bit of detail on them. I've saved the best for last. So Married at First Sight have chosen their golden couple for this season, Jake Edwards and Rebecca Zemek. Very good looking couple. They have been heavily featured in all of the promos, especially Jake. He looks like he's straight out of home and away, honestly. Like if his maths career fails, he could definitely get an acting gig as a river boy. Now, this couple seem like the perfect match. Let me explain why. Jake is a former AFL star who played for Carlton Football Club. Coincidentally, his wife, Beck, who is a socialite from Perth, she was actually in a 10-year relationship with a former AFL star until they recently decided to call it quits. P.S. According to my sources, Beck is going to be one of the villains from this season. She's also best friends with Trent Cray from The Bachelorette, and I'm told that Trent actually features on the show when they film Beck's backstory stuff. They're very close. Beck is also friends with our managing director, super spreader, Lockie Gilbert, as well as Shannon Caraca and a few of the other Bachelorette boys who she's met through Trent. And she's also good friends with Alex Markovich from the last season of Married at First Sight. It's another reality TV pyramid scheme. Jake also has a number of famous friends. He's best friends with Mel Greig, good mates with Dipper, who actually even represented Jake's mental health charity on the recent I'm a Celeb, Get Me Out of Here. He's friends with radio host Fitzy, Bachelor star Nick Cummins, Jess Brody, Georgina Glass, Nikki Ferris, Jessica Power, Mark Scrivens, Sarah Rosa. Look, I could go on. This guy seems to know a lot of famous people. So on paper, these two seem like a great match. They've both previously been in long-term relationships and he's an AFL player matched with a girl who used to date an AFL player. They both know a lot of famous people. They're very connected, not to mention both ridiculously good looking. Please procreate ASAP. Now I have done some background digging into Jake. At 19, he was a star on the rise until he abruptly abandoned his promising football career with Carlton after just one bad game. He's also publicly spoken about his battle with depression and anxiety, revealing his mental health was once so bad he contemplated suicide. That makes me a bit concerned, to be honest, considering that it's well known that Married at First Sight is not an ideal environment to nurture someone's mental health. Anyway, we digress. Jake said he kept his daily battle that included insomnia, self-isolation and bouts of crying from his coaches and teammates. He said he lapsed into a booze and drug spiral that ended with him trying to commit suicide in his bathroom after a four-day binge. Heartbreaking stuff, right? So Jake now runs a mental health charity called Outside the Locker Room 
and he's a mental health advocate and public speaker. He's trying to help athletes avoid mental health issues post-sport. Seems like a decent guy. Well, that's what I thought until I started doing my own digging and found some very juicy tea that may suggest that Jake isn't as squeaky clean as Channel 9 may have led us to believe. Look, this is actually so juicy. Like, so much tea, actually. Um, I don't even know where to start. It's a bit of a mess. Let me go through it. All I can say is... Buckle up for this one, guys. I mean it. So Jake's married at first sight bio reads. Previously engaged, he ended the relationship when he realized he didn't love her anymore. I've found said ex-fiance on social media. Her name is Paige. I have actually been following her since Jake was first announced for maths. Paige actually shared Jake's maths bio on her Instagram story just this week. And she circled the sentence that I just read out. She then added her own caption to it. She wrote, The lies have started. Get ready for all the bullshit that comes from his mouth, everyone. Savage. I've already got my popcorn for this season. Heating up in the microwave, guys. But the plot thickens even more. Paige wasn't the only one who spoke out about Jake on social media recently. A friend of Paige's also shared an article of Jake on her Instagram story with the headline, Spoiler alert. New Married at First Sight star, Groom, identified as ex-AFL star. She then added her own caption to that. She said, here's the real spoiler. First of all, Lel at ex-AFL star, good luck to his future bride. Cheated on my mate six weeks before their wedding and in the midst of it all, finds it somewhere in him to apply for maths. Only a piece of shit would be so capable. Yikes. Another friend also shared Jake's picture and wrote, Red flag, what they won't show you. Almost 14 months ago, prior to this show, this fame whore cheated on his fiance a week prior to their wedding. He now has the audacity to go on maths. These shows are full of fame whores and it's disgusting people feed this ego. Jake, you're a pig. Oh my God, like, wow. Another friend also shared a picture of Jake and wrote, official pig. They kept it short and sweet. I have no words. Like the fact that so many people are already speaking out about Jake and the show hasn't even started. Like that just speaks volumes. I'm so excited for this drama to say the least. I think we've found our latest math super spreader. But wait, (laughs) there's more. The plot thickens again. There are also a number of comments left on social media after it was revealed that Jake was going on maths. Let me read out some of my personal favorites. There was quite a few, I had to narrow it down. Here we go. Wasn't Jake Edwards engaged in the real world not that long ago and cheated on his fiance just before their wedding? I don't get this. Another person wrote, poor girl, nothing like getting set up with a failed AFL star, liar, cheater, and narcissist all in one. Give him 10 months and he'll be on BIP. (laughs) (laughs) someone else said star question mark how many games did he play question mark question mark and the last one read should read washed up ex-carlton player who only managed five games gets ready to fake marry a poor girl who doesn't know he's a cheating snake with massive commitment issues hashtag jake the snake i'm gonna run with that hashtag jake the snake Now, in regards to the football comments, I have found out that he actually only played five games for Carlton. So that's why people were questioning 
how many games he's played. And I've seen some people commenting like, who? Question mark. And what AFL star? Things like that. Um, So yeah, it is a bit odd that they're promoting him as a professional AFL star when he only played about five games. Um, Weird flex, but okay. Now onto the fiance stuff. I feel like I should have given you guys a an intermission for this segment. It's very long. I hope you're all still following. Upon further investigation, it seems that despite Jake's bio saying that he was the one to end things with his fiance, he wasn't. His fiance Paige was the one to end things. So Jake was engaged to Paige, who he'd been with for over six years. Their wedding was supposed to be in December 2019. However, Paige called the wedding off just six weeks before because she found out that he had been allegedly cheating on her. A friend of Paige's tells So Dramatic, Jake had been cheating on Paige for over three months and at the same time acting like everything was fine, telling her that he loved her and that he can't wait to make her his wife. They were paying off wedding bills, paying off their mortgage for the house they shared together and planning their future. They were even planning on having a baby. Paige never knew about it, but thank God she found out when she did and not after they were married with kids. When she found out, it was absolutely heartbreaking. Her whole world was turned upside down. He didn't show any remorse. He just blamed his bad behavior on his poor mental health. Paige found messages to other women on his phone just six weeks before they were due to walk down the aisle. She kicked him out immediately. How can you preach everything he does and also act this way to your fiancé, putting her under immense stress and severely impacting her mental health? The friend explained that Paige and Jake were still in touch just two weeks before he walked down the aisle to his TV wife, Beck. The friend explains to So Dramatic, Paige and Jake were in touch after they split to finalise their house stuff. Paige couldn't afford to stay in the house alone, so Jake had to buy her out. They finalised it all, and she thought that she was going to finally put him behind her. And then two weeks later, she found out that he'd gotten married on TV. He never mentioned it to her once. She had to find out when the rest of Australia did. Who could possibly get ready for a wedding when he was supposed to be marrying the love of his life just nine months prior? It's just selfish. Paige is devastated. She can't believe he would go on a show so quickly after what he did to her, after putting her through what he did. And it's going to bring up a lot of hurt and past trauma for her, seeing the man she was supposed to be married to marrying someone else and on national television. It's a slap in the face. It really shows the type of person he is. Yikes. And if that wasn't enough already... Another friend has come forward to spill the tea on Jake, dishing to So Dramatic. My friend Paige dated him for six years. He's an absolute piece. There will be a lineup of girls waiting to spill on this guy. I guess that's some good news for me. They added, he only cares about himself. He's a total pig. Karma will get him eventually. Wow, look, I am speechless, probably for the first time in my entire life. So it seems like the Karma bus may have already picked Jake up. It's definitely en route to his house at the very minimum. So I did a bit of a deeper stalk on his ex-girlfriend page. And on her Instagram page, she has actually gone through and recaptioned all of the photos she has of them together. So everyone's seen the trend where instead of deleting the photos that you've got on your page with your ex, you just change the captions to basically insult them. So Paige has done that to every single photo of her and Jake. Let me read out some of the captions that she edited. One read, love, edit, deceit, overlooking Kananara, edit, lucky someone was overlooking me, my rock, edit, 
Eek. Also other people's rocks. <laughs> Happy 30th to my best friend and partner. Can't wait to see what the future has in store for us. Couldn't love you anymore. The edit for that one was, what bloody future? The next one said, amazing night with my boy, doing footy the fancy way. So good to have you home. Edit, who knows what you were doing when you were away. Ouch. <laughs> the next one said, happiness right here. Edit, if only I knew what you were really like. The next one says, just having a sit in the shade after walking around for hours, being tourist in 30 degree heat. Edit, and this is my personal fave, should have left him there to melt. <laughs> so savage. The last one, awards night in Adelaide supporting Jake and the amazing work he does with at OTLR all over Australia. Edit, pity he doesn't act how he preaches all about mental health, communication and honesty, but lives a secret life for months. Iconic, give me more, give me more. I guess revenge is a dish best served cold after all. I'm gonna share these sassy captions and the receipts for everything else mentioned above on Instagram for you guys to have a look for yourselves. That's at so dramatic podcast underscore. Channel 9 is going to be so pissed off that I've already bursted the bubble on their poster child's squeaky clean image before the show has even started. Look, no sympathy. It's their own fault for trying to feed us propaganda and not doing thorough background checks as usual. Sorry, not sorry. God, maths hasn't even started yet and Jake is already almost superseding all of our other super spreaders. Like, Imagine what he's going to be like when he is let back into the wild with a blue tick. Watch out, ladies. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. It's a case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus on the case again this week. It's been a while since I've done an investigation. I mean, that last segment was pretty much a fucking five investigations in one, but I'll do another one for you guys. YOLO. So there's been a lot of speculation about whether or not Bachelor star Kira Maguire and her toy boy lover, Love Island star Matt Zakowski are still together. And this speculation hasn't just come out of nowhere. The couple have been leaving a number of clues that have led to people making these assumptions. Let me go through the clues now. So they both stopped following each other on social media. And as we know, social media is a language that we should all be fluent in by now. And unfollowing on Instagram usually translates to trouble in paradise at the very least or finito at the most. The last time Kira posted with Matt on Instagram was the 13th of November, 2020. Although they had posted photos of each other after this date, but they have since been removed. The 13th of November post is a sponsored post, so no doubt Kira wasn't able to remove that post or else she would have forfeited her pay and breached the contract. And the last time Matt posted with Kira was on Christmas Day. However, Kira did like a selfie that Matt posted on the 26th of January, but she hasn't liked any of his photos since. So let's just say their last social media interaction was the 26th of January. Now, on January 14, Kira posted a photo of herself with a champagne flute. It was a sponsored post for GH Mum. She captioned it, I only drink champagne on two occasions, when I'm in love and when I am not. One of Kira's friends left 
left her a comment underneath this post saying, May the only pain in your life be champagne. Great to see you so happy. Another cryptic message, another cryptic clue, guys. Interestingly, the plot thickens. Matt also shared a selfie of himself drinking the same champagne in the bath on the exact same day. It was also a sponsorship for GH Mum. He captioned the picture, a little bit of bubbly in the bubbles. Look, if Kira and Matt were together, you would assume that they would most likely have taken the photo together. My take from all of this is that they agreed to the endorsement prior to their split and then they decided to take the photos individually to make up for not being able to do the post together. Kira has also been hitting the town with her girlfriends alone recently, which is strange because when her and Matt were together, they were basically inseparable. He was living with her. They did everything together. They were attached to the hip. So that's a very telling clue in itself. Prior to the cryptic social media activity, Kira and Matt would often share like loved up photos of each other on both of their accounts. They spent Christmas day together. So it is very weird that suddenly there's nothing. I actually contacted both Kira and Matt to ask them if they were still together and both of them left me on scene. So I think that in itself also speaks volumes because if you were together, like wouldn't you just reply, no, we're together, everything's fine. Or like, why do you think that? So look, I'm taking no comment as basically is confirmation. I must admit, when I first heard the rumors that Matt and Kira had split, I didn't really pay it much attention because I just assumed that it was some sort of, you know, publicity stunt. Kira is notorious for breaking up and getting back with people for publicity. In the past, she's done stuff like she sold her breakup story with Jared to a magazine and then got back together with him like immediately after and then sold another story of them getting back together. So this is no secret. I think Jared even spoke about that when he came on So Dramatic a few months ago. So we know that she does this. However, there is yet to be any articles. So maybe they're just on a break. Maybe they're just having a few issues. A neighbor of Kira actually got in touch with So Dramatic and provided a little tidbit of her own. She said, Kira lives in the building directly across the road from me. I used to see her and Matt all the time, but now I haven't seen either of them, which is just a bit strange. She must be keeping to herself a bit more. So it does seem like there's something going on um, or nothing going on anymore, but I guess we'll have to watch this space and keep an eye out for more clues. Warning. Oh my God. Okay, let, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. I hope the maths tea was hot enough for you and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe, rate and review. Five stars only, of course. And please keep sharing So Dramatic around more than Jake shares himself around other women whilst engaged allegedly. Please post a screenshot wherever you're listening to the episode on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, etc, etc. You'll be doing God's work. You can follow me on Instagram at SoDramaticPodcast underscore and Twitter at SoDramaticPod and Facebook SoDramaticPodcast. And if you have anything you want me to cover, any tips, any receipts, please send me a DM or an email. Thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. See you on Tuesday. Oh, and on Tuesday, I've got Telv coming on again to update us all on his paternity test results and spill even more maths tea as requested by you all. He's also going to answer all of your burning questions and he will be joined by his ex-girlfriend, Katie Beaver, who has some tea of her own. It's explosive. Um more explosive than the Jake T, I think, and even more explosive than Chernobyl. I cannot wait for that. I will see you all then. Ciao for now. Kind regards. <laughs> oh my God.
Oh my god, oh my god. So dramatic with Megan Pastetto.